0: Could you please pronounce your name correctly for me? Uh, it's Marco Albert. And you, are, you and your wife run the, Al, what is it, Gallery Albert?
1: It's uh, Gallerie Albert, which is the German or French name for gallery and uh, our last name, yeah.
0: All right, and you're based in? Cologne. Germany. Yes. Keep in mind, this is worldwide. So we got to give, give, them a, give them a country also. And you all are pretty new.
1: Yes. Uh, we actually started uh, this gallery um, at the current location uh, last November. So uh, we have like 10 months uh, on running now.
0: Okay. One thing I'm always interested in is how do people come to the arts? So like, how did you get to working in the arts and interest in the arts whatever so like what did your parents do did they s- sort of you know be in the arts and then did you do some education how did you get here
1: well my parents did nothing for that <laughs> um i really kind of uh, found my way to the arts uh, myself so um i I've, i don't have any art background in the family or also not with friends or whatever and uh So like 12 years ago I moved to Cologne and I just uh, visited uh, museums and and exhibitions and galleries um, because I mean there's quite a strong art scene in Cologne and uh, I just had the feeling at some point that uh, of course just visiting exhibitions and seeing the art wasn't enough anymore so uh, I bought my first uh, Painting actually a small one, like a really small one, and I uh, it was really cheap, but I still had to pay it like in uh, in a few steps installments. Uh, Installments, yeah. yeah. So um, I think I did like three installments per fifty euros or something. So, (laughs) but I was I was still in I did an apprenticeship, uh, uh, so um, I couldn't um, couldn't afford any, but it was. It was just for me I wanted to have more, I don't know, I wanted to have another entry or another view or another contact and more intense contact to the arts than just visiting exhibitions and so on. So that was kind of the first step, which is really a long time ago now. And, uh, and, well,
0: so, and you're currently how old? Uh, 32. Okay, so we're talking, so that's tw- 20 years old? Yeah, like 20 done. years okay. old.
1: And then after a while, um I just got involved with a um there's a group who is supporting uh, the two big museums in Cologne. Um they basically uh, raise money for uh for buying new works for the museum. Okay. And they do like a lot of uh uh work uh, for um communicating uh the exhibitions and and uh, the artists to uh, a younger Target group uh, because uh, basically in the museums uh, people get older and older at least in it's in Germany this way. Oh yeah, it's
0: everywhere in the world.
1: So um, it's really important to to keep working on let's say different forms of uh, uh, art communication, not only uh, like the classic tour you've got in every museum, but uh, but different styles of. Uh, of uh, tours and of also like uh, studio visits uh, with artists and so on. So um, I got involved with that. So I started. Uh, I started working with that and um, and uh, through that I got a lot of uh, contacts and so wait, on. Wait, how
0: do you start just start on? working on an advisory committee for an, a big international <laughs> museum? Like that's not people just don't walk in off the street and be like, well, hey.
1: Well, it wasn't like. Um, uh, le- they have like a, a section for 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 the for supporting like like the young, let's say uh, the young visitors, or yeah. or, or to, uh, to 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 make the percentage of uh, young visitors bigger in the in the whole uh, scope, and uh, you could uh, work there, of course for free. <laughs> But, Everybody loves uh, people working for free. Definitely. So it was quite easy to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that beside my normal job. And uh, just wanted to, uh, yeah, get a more intense contact uh, with the art world and uh, to, to get to know more what's behind it and, and how it works. And, and, uh, and somehow, I don't know, play my own role in it, even if it was a really small one.
0: Great. I mean, we need more young people that are willing and interested in doing that kind of stuff. So I say young people. I'm 46. So to me, you're young. So yeah, it's great.
1: I was definitely young then. And uh, it's it's really also a great group because in Cologne is like the biggest one. They're called uh, Junge Kunstfreunde. It's like uh, Young Friends of Art and i think they have like six thousand members in wow. cologne uh, and the city is not that big like we have like a million inhabitants and so it's uh, quite and they're all under 28 so it's a lot of uh, young people uh, but most of them they just uh, want to have a cheap entry to the museum and to the events and so on um, yeah. because whatever it's a good whatever idea, gets it's, people in that's it and there are a few who are actively working there and that was one of them so um so that was kind of my start of, of active work in the art uh, world and um, then out of that of course you make contacts and uh, i started to write for a fashion and art magazine i i uh, curated a few shows and i um, liked only freelance uh, and and did also talks uh, with artists and uh, and museum directors and so on. So, um, yeah, I basically got that, but still um, everything uh, in the the free time. Yeah, then um, I just had the insane idea. I just needed to do something on a regular basis and rent a a room, like it was really a room. Really just rented a room. Yeah, like 20
0: square meters. That's really a room. room. Yeah, That's a small room even, but it's a room. (laughs) I mean, no. Well, yeah, but that's four meters by five meters. No, that would. Th-
1: yeah. Yeah. That that's okay. it. that's basically the booth we have right now at the at right. Berlin. So it's that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. 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 But that was the the, the stationary room. So, um, yeah. So we did solo shows there. We okay. just started. But you're doing you're saying
0: a... we now? So in yeah, this time, I did it time, with my wife. Okay. So in this time, you got married. Oh uh, well, were
1: you... well, we married last year. So it was my girlfriend then but um, nice. still we did it together it's like five years ago now
0: and does she have any background in the arts or nope. anything like this okay. background in business maybe marketing public relations anything that benefits a uh, gallery well, well,
1: well she's uh, working in fashion um, as a um, art director and uh, and for fashion campaigns and so on. Sure. So I've, I've she, done fashion she, photography. She, yeah. She definitely has the eye for it, and uh, and also like communicating and PR uh, work is, is, is really her thing. Um, and I have a background actually in marketing and and uh, and digital business. So,
0: Incredibly, if uh, useful in the arts, oddly enough.
1: Yeah, that's really an odd combination at the first. If you're first thinking of it, but um, it's really. Uh, positive. Uh, oh, it, it,
0: I'm an artist and a professor and all that and the one thing I don't know how to do is what galleries do which is marketing, public relations and all the the business side of it. I mean artists are generally really great at being creative but we're absolutely horrible at being business people.
1: I mean, I mean that's for me it's the only reason uh, galleries exist right? I mean it's kind of the uh, kind of the deal you make you know uh, the artist should Ideally, of course, it's not always like that, but uh, should be able to spend most of his, his or her time just working on 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 the arts and, and, and Wouldn't do Wouldn't that stuff. be beautiful? That would be beautiful. I know it's a little bit idealistic, but still.
0: It's okay. You're young. Um,
1: fine. <laughs> I'm allowed to do it. You're allowed least.
0: to be idealistic. You're young. The war- art world will beat that out of you.
1: Yeah. It already began. But... Anyhow I try to resist as long as I can and um, yeah. so uh, I think it's the deal you make and 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 I really also want to kind of separate those two topics of the creative part and uh, and the business part even though I'm uh, I'm really keen on curating and, and working with the artists because otherwise I could just have stayed at uh, doing, uh, like, management stuff, you know, so I didn't have to go into the arts if I wouldn't be in contact with it, if I would do only sales and marketing. So there has to be, of course, the exchange with the art artists and,
0: uh, yeah. Do you still do any sort of freelance curatorial work or are you pretty much only gal- your gallery specific?
1: I would love to do more. At the moment, uh, since we... Uh, just started uh, like ten months ago. I uh, we have a lot to do, so um, I don't really have the time to to do anything somewhere else. But but I really love the thought of uh, cooperation because it's 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 kind of uh, strange. Um, we have a very very strong uh, gallery scene in the uh, Rhineland, like in the. Uh, how is it called in English? I don't know. It's uh, oh, the Rhineland. Uh, the Rhineland, yeah. and uh, I mean, it's uh, I think it's world famous for it uh, because a lot of artists and even uh, whole art movements like the Zero uh, movement and so on came out of. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the what uh, movement?
0: <laughs> I'm not very good with movements and styles. I I doesn't,
1: like, it doesn't matter. It's uh, okay. It's uh, it's uh, what well, it form. Like the the high times were like in the. Uh, uh, 80s and 90s and they were forming like big ga- galleries like Gisela Kapitän and so on and okay. uh, so um, So they, there's a long gallery tradition there and uh, It's really like I don't know uh, so it's, it's, it's not like uh, if you're a new gallery you uh, people are very strict with the opinions and um, they really l- look at you and they rate you in s- some kind of way and and also the press is really strict and so on because there are so many good galleries like Cologne isn't such a big city but we at le- have at least I think like I don't know 50 or 60
0: galleries and, that's a lot of galleries actually for and, uh, not a you know massive international you know, hub
1: uh, uh, there are some parts of the city uh, also where we are located right now where you have like three streets where there are like Fifteen galleries on it, and and like five of them are quite big. So it's that's um, really interesting uh, uh, to see that you know we uh, yeah it's uh, it's 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 a special ground where we are working on, and uh, so um, so there's a lot of good about it because um, it's all about quality of the artists. I don't know. Also, a lot of content behind the art, so it's not. Uh, that much about the aesthetics and so on. So a lot of uh, about the storytelling, the the reason behind the different artists, why they do their work and so on, what they want to say with it. And it's not not like some uh, some some other parts, uh, for example, I don't know, look at the fair in Miami or something where it's very poppy and more about the visual uh, side of very the spectacle arts, you know? based. So,
0: yeah. yeah, and sorry, or are in Miami yes never will be an advertiser now it's fine (laughs) i've already ruled out ikea who i've made fun of numerous times and a couple other companies that will never be able to sponsor my podcast but it's fine you're doing a great job (laughs) Uh, and hopefully i can do continue to do it without the sponsorship of ikea and art miami but so okay so as a new contemporary i mean the, the issue that i and then trying to sort of learn and investigate is not about like the art world, it's big and and there are certain things that we all know and agree with, but there, there's an issue about contemporary, like the right now. So you're a brand new gallery. So how did you decide what artists to represent?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> it's really like the most difficult thing, even though, um, of course, it's the most fun thing to do because you can, you know, uh, learn a lot about different artists and and get in touch with them and and visit their studios and stuff like that. So the process is really nice, but of course it defines your gallery and. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean, it creates your program. It creates the, the the roster of sort of the style because depending on who you choose, it's going to set up a. a a legacy that basically that you're going to have to play out for the rest of your, your career of you work with X subject matters or X mediums or X like level of artists, whether you're working with emerging artists, mid-level career uh, or advanced or these kinds of things. So that, so for you, when you sat down to make these decisions, what, what did you think about and what did you decide?
1: I think the most important thing for me, um, also again a little bit uh, idealistic but uh, the most important thing for me was to represent artists I really appreciate myself and where I can fully stand behind their work and, and represent them because at the end of the day I have to for example be on an art fair and I have to represent them and I have to really fully understand them and and also have passion for their work and, you know, otherwise you can't sell it and you can't present it to other curators or whatever. So um, I think that's the most important thing. And I kind of um, and it's really I'm I'm lucky that I share that with my uh, wife. I was about to say, does your wife have any input on this Uh, or is this just you? I started the company, but uh, because she's uh, still working in fashion, but um, but at the end of the day, it's always a family business and uh, she definitely has uh, something to say in it.
0: That is a very polite of you saying very good, <laughs> good, good husbandly thing to say.
1: I know. I guess she will hear the podcast, so probably it's really um, one thing we, we have in common is our taste in, in the arts and in, in, in fashion and every like a lot of visual stuff. So that's really... I feel like
0: I might be underdressed for meeting with you then. Um, Am I dressed okay? Like, definitely. Your wife not offended? Like I'm fine? Totally. Okay, good.
1: So uh, we we have kind of the same uh, um, style of artworks and, and artists and, and type of art we like. So basically, um, what's also now the concept of uh, the gallery or the portfolio is um, it ranges uh, between. Um, it's all abstract artists. There, there are few um, uh, exclusions, of course, but because we don't say to an artist which we work with uh, or who we work with, um, you you can't do this and that, of course. But uh, you must but, be but abstract to stay
0: with our gallery. That's it.
1: But basically, we only search or or, or take in uh, abstract uh, artists or, or mainly abstract artists. In the fields of uh, painting, um, sculpting, and installation. So, and and mostly they are all working somewhere in between. So we don't really have a classic. Uh, abstract painter, we don't have a classical sculptor and we don't have a classical inst- only installation or working artist, so they all work like on different levels and with different mediums. Yeah, a little bit of uh,
0: multimedia, mixed media, that kind of stuff. Yeah. What? Now, how many artists, so you've only been open for less than a year, so how many artists do you currently have in your roster?
1: So at the moment we uh, have uh, seven artists, um, which is quite a lot already, but uh, we're working with uh, four of them, like really close and, and, and exclusive for certain territory.
0: Actually, which was going to be another question I was going to ask, which was about exclusivity, non-exclusivity. Sort of like what, what kind of system have you created for that?
1: A mixed system, I have to say, because um, it always depends on the artist, of course, and on the level the artist is working on. We are working uh, with uh, mid-level career artists, and oh well, we have one really young one as well, but he's just that good, so I, I just count him as mid-level as well, even though he didn't have th- those many exhibitions yet and so on. But uh, I really appreciate his work, and yeah, basically, uh, it it really depends on because uh, some artists also, uh, already have another gallery. And I don't really like the thought of exclusivity because uh, at at first I thought, okay, I will just, I will never do anything exclusive because it, it, I don't know, it doesn't fit into my concept of cooperation, of um, developing the artist together with other
0: people. (laughs) Sorry, there was some cheer going on in the background. Cooperation, so, exclusivity. Yeah,
1: everything. so I really I really like that uh, thought and, and I already see that it works for, for us uh, and the gallery. But at the it, same time... As an
0: artist, I desire to find exclusivity in, okay. many, in many ways because it, 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 the, the thought... I mean, keep in mind, I may be completely wrong on all of my thoughts, but the thought from an artist standpoint is exclusivity implies stability.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. I, but, okay.
0: but it doesn't necessarily deliver that stability, but it implies stability.
1: That's it, especially if you're a new gallery, you know. I mean, the artists uh, live from their work and uh, it's really difficult to make like a promise or whatever. Uh, you, you can't do it basically in the beginning to say, OK, now uh, we are going to sell this and that so you can pay rent, you know, so... I still want to give them the opportunity to to explore other options as well but at the same time of course at least in 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 your near neighborhood you have to kind of uh, I don't know uh, leave your footprint and you can only do that if you have a portfolio which uh, not your neighbor also has got you know okay, so so, so uh, even
0: if, so some of the, let's say some of the artists that you're not technically, let's say, exclusive with, but you still might give a a geographical exclusivity, let's call it, like so they can't go with another gallery in Cologne. Basically. Okay, so any.
1: Or or at least uh, I I would never say they can't go. Uh, We already, for example, we just, uh, they opened an exhibition from one of our artists, like, I don't know, like 10 kilometers from Cologne Uh in the gallery. Um, But uh, there has to be some kind of, uh, yeah, um, agreement with the other gallery, you know. So you participate for your work, which is not only uh, doing uh, like the shows you do with the artists, but also like uh, building up their reputation, doing PR and uh, finding other exhibitions and so on. So I would never try to keep my artists like only stick with me and only exhibit at, at, at my gallery, because it doesn't make sense. They have to get out there, they have to make good exhibitions and they have to uh, get a bigger audience. And uh, in the end, it always comes back to the gallery, you know, because they will develop uh, much better uh, than just I can do myself.
0: When you, when you were starting off, uh, you needed to find artists and even well let's even say now like you're still at some point in the near future I'm sure you're gonna be seeking more artists what is a method that an artist can use to be um, represented by you I, I, what I'm saying is like will you be picking up your next round of artists your next group of artists through recommendations through people you've met or like should, would you do it from people like emailing you their portfolio
1: well, we get a lot of portfolios, <laughs> um, and, ha- and has that and worked for anybody? Have uh, you actually
0: picked up and started representing anybody that you get via email?
1: That unfortunately did not work for anyone. No, uh, this is no surprise. Uh, Everybody
0: says it doesn't work. It's, Don't it's, do it's, it. It's
1: really difficult, and we also get like a lot of uh, repost, uh, postal uh, catalogs or whatever. At some point, it's a shame, of course, because I, uh, I don't know, you can't. Of course, I'm always answering because it's uh, I think it's it's really I know it from a lot of other, other galleries that say just say somewhere on the web page, don't send it in and we're not answering, you know, and uh, I always answer and I give you my open thoughts about uh, the work.
0: That's um, a lot of time and energy you put into that for something that's basically not going to give you any return
1: yeah but I think um, it's it's also uh, the feedback is uh, important for the artists, you know I mean they have to to learn um, uh, what is uh, I don't know what what a gallery wants to see what
0: uh, just basically the question you just asked. No, I love what you're saying because it's my big pet peeve about the arts world in general like for instance, as an artist or even you're, you' I'm sure you're going to experience this in the future but like as an artist if I apply for a grant or a residency or apply to a gallery, I get one of two things. Yes or no. Now it doesn't even, if I, if I get the thing, I don't know why I got the thing. If I get no, I don't know why they said no. So I don't know what I did. Right. I also don't know what I did wrong. And you're going to probably experience the same kind of thing when you start, you know, approaching institutions and, and, and other art fairs and things like this. Like you're, and, and, the fact that nobody gives us feedback and tells us what we're either doing right or doing wrong how are we supposed to get better that that's exactly the point
1: i mean um of course i don't write an essay back to them you know i, I still have to sh- keep it short and simple like two or three sentences but still i think it's better than just uh, everybody knows it even in other jobs if you apply for something and you just get a no or a yes and it's like okay Great, great or not great, but, yeah, you know, but why? But, why?
0: But, but, I mean, the, learning from mistakes. Like, I'm a huge fan of learning from mistakes. I mistake. I make mistakes all the time. But in the arts world, people won't tell you what you've done wrong. They'll just tell you That's, you yeah. did it wrong.
1: Well, there's always a lot of uh, secrets. And, or at least they try to make it look like a secret. And anybody knows it every uh, anyway, but it's, you know... But uh, to, to come back to your original question, uh, what you'd have to do, I mean, if there would be a really good portfolio, even per email, and, um, and it would fit into the portfolio of the gallery, and it would uh, have, uh, the artist would have a CV where I would say, okay, that's interesting as well. And, and it also is like, like, like the content of the art is something I can work with, you know then I would definitely meet him so, or her, so it's, it's not like it wouldn't work but most of the artists who, who apply are, are not even like full-time artists, you know, they just say like, okay, I'm painting a little and I would just want to uh, exhibit it somewhere, which is uh, totally fine, but uh, which is nothing I can represent as a professional
0: contemporary art gallery, you know. Okay, but you and now you brought up a very interesting topic, which I continually am asking about because I, I want to understand it more, how to do it right, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which is uh, CVs and artist statements. So, like you work with abstract work mostly, which I assume, which again, I may be wrong on this, so please help me, that abstract work generally needs a more, a more eloquent and a, a expressive statement to accompany it. Or story behind it, however you want to sort of phrase it. So, the so the the more, it's almost, it's. I feel like it's almost like the more abstract the work is, the stronger the statement needs to be.
1: Yes, I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. Abstract has really those two sides. At at the one hand, uh, it's really something uh, which, um, of course, leaves a lot of uh, open thoughts and and possibilities for the for the viewer right and uh, on the other hand for those viewers who, who who are not really responding to that it's really difficult even if you have a lot of content behind it to explain it to them because once you don't get it you don't get it you know because it's it's not like uh, if you have a figurative painting then you see like the different items in the picture and you can Tell a story with it or whatever but in in abstract painting or or other media as well it's just much more difficult to um to really yeah to, to really describe what's going on and then to make someone else understand it as well so so that kind of communication between what the artist does and and, and what the uh, visitors or or collectors or curators or whoever is the uh, um, recipient. Um, So that translation is really like the key,
0: one of the the, the key parts of the work. Right, but what I I heard from you, which I think is very interesting is is that abstract work, so abstract, conceptual, whatever kind of term you want to put to it, A a strong artist statement will not make somebody interested in the work by itself. So like somebody already has to be interested in the work and a strong statement will only enhance the appreciation, but it won't convince somebody of of its quality if they don't appreciate it from the get go.
1: As long as it's a really visual work like, uh, like like we are mostly showing, of course they are like uh, totally conceptual artworks which only w- work with the story behind it and so on so that works of course but um, but uh, we, we see it here at the art Fair uh, like every two minutes someone comes in and they either are really fascinated by the work or they just don't I mean, artists so so much subjectivity, and um, they they just keep on walking, and and uh, and sometimes they even ask something, and you answer them, and you see in their in their eyes that they they just don't care because it doesn't respond to them somehow, and you can't make them do it. You know, of course you can't tell the story, and you can um, kind of uh, make them understand what's behind it and why. Uh, the artist choose this material and why uh, they did, uh, I don't know, this stroke or whatever, but it will never convince them to really, really love a piece, in my opinion. At least if you have, like, really working with visual art.
0: So you have a background in um, internet marketing and and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm fascinated about your perspective on uh, social media, websites, selling art online, etc. So give you some uh, professional input input on that.
1: Okay, so um, I think that uh, marketing or digital marketing in uh, the art world is really quite different from other... Uh, branches like like uh, e-commerce or, or whatever.
0: So different from like I don't know what what do people sell online?
1: I don't know like fashion or you know like every like different like everything basically. Yeah. Even even if you have uh, um, branches with also higher price tickets like I don't know furniture or something like this. Right. It's still a different thing because it's so much about the details of the work and uh, the story behind it and so on. and, and well, But even uh, like a piece of
0: furniture, I mean, I can read the list of the products that are in the, or the, yeah, the products that are in the f- piece of furniture, but I still want to sit on it. I still want to touch it. I still want, you know, see the relationship of its body to me. Like furniture, I, I can't, maybe I'm old, but like I can't imagine <laughs> buying furniture online. I, I want to even if you get measurements and you read the, the, the product description stuff, it's not enough like you you know same and, and art fits in the same way to me like seeing a picture of it is one thing i mean maybe maybe online you could do elaborate things like videos of like of moving around it do, and do a lot of it. detail shots and things like this and you could try really hard but it, that just takes a lot of work and effort and time and money to like sort of invest in this amount sheer amount of Stuff you have to market with, yeah,
1: yeah, no? it's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's well, it's difficult because, um, I guess, uh, the problem you always have is that when you sell artworks, it's of course, it's quite a normally it's a quite a high price ticket, but at the same point, you just have one of it if it's right. not an addition, you know, yeah, so. Everything you do for this to sell this one artwork, like you do a video of it, you do detail shots, you do a description, uh, you do whatever with it, put it online. Perhaps you can sell it, but afterwards you can put everything in this of the, of the contents you, uh, w- which are expensive and, and, and cost a lot of time to, to produce. Um, you can just put all of that in, into the archive or into the trash bin, it depends. But so it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of work to to really present artworks so it's um uh done by by uh, i don't know the big auction companies like sotheby's and so on it's done quite well actually but there are also like price tickets for a few hundred thousand euros or whatever so it's it's totally worth to do it you know but um but if you're working in a range like like we do with mid-level career artists our, our artworks at least the original ones, there are a few cheaper editions, but the artworks range between like, let's say like two to 10,000 euros. And you have like one artwork for 2,000 euros and you do like this whole bunch of marketing stuff. And then also, I don't know, Google advertising and some social media advertising and this and that. And at the end of the day, you know, it's 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 not really worth it anymore. So, so what you kind of have to do is to get people talking about the gallery and the artists of course you have to present yourself you have to build a brand of course and communicate that to the outside world through social media through your website through also i don't know uh, digital advertising and google or whatever but you have to uh, do it in a I don't know um, you have to limit it somehow and then you have to and that's the most difficult part actually you have to find a way to translate that into real interest of people coming by and visiting the gallery and uh, or, or, or calling you or really interacting with you and not only like I don't know putting a heart in a comment because they find the picture nice you know so it's uh, so that's the the hardest part of it of course
0: so, for your gallery, what kind of like social media presence, web presence? I mean, you you mentioned like even you know online advertising and Facebook advertising, Google stuff. I mean, have you tried any of these things, and do any of these things work, or have they for you?
1: We tried, I think, quite a few of them because. Uh of my background, obviously. So, um, which I think will be I, I, a
0: great benefit, really, because there, there's a lot going on on the internet. But, the, and I think the most important thing is what you said at the end there, which is it's great to get all the likes and it's great to have all the followers and it's great to have all that kind of stuff. But, but the, the the trick is to translate all that to sales. That's it. Or or, or. or career building experiences or whatever, you know. Like, That's it. It's, it's that translation that, I mean, somebody can be really great in the tech side, but be really horrible in the interpersonal side, like the face-to-face, or some people can be fabulous with the face-to-face and horrible on the tech side. That's true. So these days, the it seems like the art market, you kind of have to be a a little bit of a chameleon and work both sides of it yeah
1: definitely especially if you don't have like i don't know 10 people working at the gallery you know so you have specialists for everything right so because i mean mean, yeah yeah. so we are a team of three people at the gallery so it's like really everyone does everything more or less so uh yes what i would say is um that the most active channel is instagram definitely and there is a lot going on especially when it comes to let's say, media contacts and uh, also curators and stuff, they, they, they really get inspired uh, by uh, pictures and then they follow and, and a lot of things turned out from, from, from Instagram regarding
0: this. But it's not that much sales. Expand on that a little bit. I mean, just sort of explain what you mean by that.
1: I mean, we are communicating through Instagram, like the uh, new exhibitions, like the development of our artists, like their new works and so on. So, and also with a, a little bit of, of course, a description of, of what they are doing and so on. Not really deep because it's too much for for, for a short time span. You just, uh, you're scrolling through the contents. But, uh, but still, it gives the viewer an, an impression of what the gallery is doing and what the artists are doing.
0: Okay, here I, I, I'm going to ask you like a, a, a straightforward question. So just do it. so when you're using Instagram as the gallery, are you putting up images of artwork and then just like putting the title of the piece, the name of the artist, and the size and the dimensions and all that, or are you do, using to use do things like? here we are installing a, a, a an exhibition this is behind the scenes kind of stuff like which, which seemed to be the the sort of the smarter thing to do basically both because of just a of, fair of, answer
1: because of course it it's, it's all about the artworks in the end you know so you definitely have to show them at some point um, but i never just do it with the uh, dimensions and details and so on but there's always like like Fuck, some ex- that's why I've
0: been doing it wrong this whole time then,
1: right <laughs> um, there's, there's always like an explanation about the artwork or, or context or whatever you know so a little bit of a story even if it's only two sentences and uh, um, additional to that people especially if they're not really involved into the art scene and they don't know how it works and so on they want to see like what you're doing, um, how you're installing, as you said, for an example, or or um, how it looks like when you have an opening, when you, I don't know, are in the studio of the artist and how the studio looks from the inside and so on. Okay, so, so you do like you know, studio like, visits uh, also? A little bit, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we definitely could do more, but it's still even though we are doing some stuff and everyone has a good uh mobile phone camera and so on but still if you want to do a good quality content it's a lot of work you know so i i would love to do even more but it's it's not always possible because in the end i would say that always the groundwork, which you do at the gallery and where you really, I don't know, meet people, call people, whatever is uh, in the end more important than the digital part of it. So if I have to decide, I do more of that then.
0: Uh, and on a uh, little side note yeah. on that, like, uh, there's a debate in the art world that I keep hearing about, which is on your website, do you post prices or not? <laughs> Or oh, the price debate. It's it's really no, no, a nice... pr- it's just the question of like do you put it on the yeah, website? Yeah, but
1: but you always have it. You always have you also have it here at the fair. You know, there yeah. are some people who put the prices yeah. up. Um, and there are other ones they don't even put the name up, you know, of the artist. So um, it's it's really it's really different and um, and let's say it like this. So like the established galleries, they don't put prices anyway because the people who are interested, they know the prices, and of course the prices are also always kind of—I uh, don't know—not really fixed. Flexible, flexible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they don't really want to write a black and white, uh, 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 black on white paper. Yeah. Some they don't want to say fifteen
0: million euros. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really like how it works, right? Well, from, I've heard um, stories about like the really, I'm thinking like the blue big blue chips, you know, and I've read books and stories about like, sometimes they'll even trade works and then also some money tra- changes hand as well. So it's not always necessarily cash for art sometimes it's a trade of another art piece that valued at x amount of money yeah plus some or, cash.
1: Or also i don't know um sometimes it's it's also about properties or whatever yeah you know? so it's I not mean, only i mean you can i, I think in some some regions you can save taxes with it and so on you know yeah. So oh uh, well, yeah
0: which is an interesting uh, question that i i just Heard about this, like it didn't even dawn on me because, of course, I'm just not in the market. Have you done art? F- oh, no, you haven't done any art fairs outside Germany. But the the question of, like, how do you charge taxes? So, like, if you're a German company and let's say you go do Art Basel in Switzerland, there's no tax in Switzerland, but there's VAT here. So, which tax do you charge?
1: Uh, well, you have to, if you say something, you have to uh, pay the VAT here, right? So you kind of have to include it in the price, you know, because otherwise Ah. you would pay it on top. So and it's a lot. It's 19% in Germany. Yeah, it's it's one thing because Germany was the last of the uh, EU states um, who had like uh, a smaller amount uh, than than on other taxes. It was like 7% and uh, then some court uh, ruled that uh, that it was unfair uh, against the competitors in other countries, in other EU countries, and then it got 19, but 19 is quite high, so now it's like, yeah, so of course you have to work with it, but um, but it's always uh, a topic, and that's also, for, for example, a question, do you put prices with or without the VAT on the, on the price list, you know? And do you put prices in the gallery anyway? And, uh, you know, so the, all those questions and everyone answers them quite differently. But what you can say in general is um, that speaking about price very publicly is not really like the classical way to do it. Right. And not the, I don't know, uh, fine uh, way. But uh, at some point you have to do it, of course. And they're just people who, I mean, especially uh, uh, in an art fair, there are people going around uh, and they just ha- have a certain budget and they want to perhaps buy something. And they don't know if your work is like from an important artist they don't know and it costs like 40,000 euros or it costs like four, you know? And it's uh, so somehow you have to communicate, and not everyone is like that open and. D- directly goes to the galleries and says, like, how much is it? You know, so so at some point you have to communicate it. But um, but I think. Um,
0: so what is it that you have chosen to do as a gallery?
1: Well, uh, we have price lists with, which we also hand out. But you have to ask us. OK, and we are not pricing or labeling any works. Okay. We, and that's basically um, uh, a decision which also comes from the, my point of view that it uh, destroys the, the exhibition view, you know, if you have the labels on it and so on, and I just don't like it. so
0: It's an interesting point. Uh, I come from a, well, I come from a background where in my youth, I remember always seeing prices now maybe i was going to not very good galleries <laughs> you know like i don't know um, there
1: would do- i don't know i think it changes over the time well that's now. the thing
0: is i'm wondering if this is something that has ch- has changed because like, i was young you know what 30 years ago when i'm wandering around new york and all this and i remember always seeing prices in like new york galleries and washington dc galleries and things like this but these days i find it very common at least here in europe for sure that people do not put prices, uh, and it is a sort of a rarity to actually see a price.
1: That's true. I think it, it has something to do with the development of the art market uh, in general, because uh, the prices went so high, and they, uh, and at some point, you can't really like. There's no no evidence behind it why the prices exactly this or that high. So you know. I, If you're, let's say, I don't know where the, uh, where where it changes, but let's say at, I don't know, um, above a hundred thousand, it's like, it has nothing to do with the material anymore, it has nothing to do with, um, of of course it has a lot to do with the reputation of the artist and so on, it's the only thing that that makes the price, but but in the end it's, if it's, is it 500 or 600,000? You know, like like who decides that? And in the end, of course, I don't know, the, the few key players in the market decide that. But that's only spoken, of course, for, for the really. Uh, right. Well, big they, and they always say artists, but.
0: basically a, a piece of art is valued at whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. All right. So when I'm wrapping it up, I generally have two last questions. One is, is from your own experiences, which, mind you, are not that much because you've only been around for a year, but you've been around the market, advice or sort of pitfalls, like things that you've learned to either stay away from or things you've learned that are beneficial that maybe are not obvious or not common knowledge?
1: That's a really interesting question, since I'm learning as, of course, myself at the moment. but um, well, And
0: I'm sure you're making many mistakes. And, I, and I'm, I'm interested in the mis- things that you're like, fuck, we did that wrong. Like, that, that doesn't work.
1: So I think you can never underestimate the people who are visiting the gallery or even the, the art fair.
0: Never do that. Right. So don't judge a woman by her shoes and her handbags and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I mean, we didn't. Uh, that's um, gladly not a mistake we, we made, but but, but it uh, turned out pretty positive that we never did that mis- mistake because uh, you never know who they are or, or what they're doing and, and so on. And it shouldn't really matter also, you know, because if they're interested in the art, uh, you you should uh, take them as seriously as a, a buyer, you know. Well, and because, there's also the, uh, the because... opportunity
0: to do what you did, which is an installment plan. Like, it's not that somebody needs to necessarily even have 100% of the money to buy a piece on any given day. Like, if a piece costs 5,000 euros, maybe they're going to spend buy it over the course of a year with a couple hundred euros every month. And we d- actually did that. Yeah. So, Good, uh, yeah. I mean, the installment uh, we, we, we plans... We offer I think, that
1: sometimes. Yeah, I, I like that because... But yeah, it, it's a lot. Experience. It's something
0: a lot of potential collectors or buyers are unaware that galleries are willing to do. Like it's just not advertised. That's true. And, and so people look at they look at a price and they're like, oh, I don't have that kind of money, and the, and they just walk away. They're done. They're like, nope, don't have it. But if you really love something, if you're a collect potential collector or an or anything that you can ask most galleries for uh, an installment plan and, yeah. and that generally they will be happy to accept that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That is definitely
1: something, um, of course you have to 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 keep a focus on the people and things that bring the gallery and the artists, uh, move, for, move them forward because uh, everything, every conversation costs energy as well and you have to kind of, uh, Yeah, put it in the right places of course, but still I think um, that communicating the art and and the artworks and the artists' ideas and so on is like the key thing you do as a gallerist, so always be open for for conversations um, because it also expands your own understanding of the works and so on, you know, because uh, they're like so many different opinions and different influences and so on and and you get better and better at understanding it yourself. Um, I think that's that's one key thing. What I wouldn't do is (laughs) uh,
0: Buy online advertising?
1: uh, Well you can do that but really limited please is to buy too much too good quality alcohol for openings (laughs)
0: okay it's an interesting yes it it gets
1: it gets really expensive and people stay long hours which is great but um they don't buy they don't buy at some point at least it's just about the drinking and
0: uh oh i I know i i worked at a gallery in san francisco and we bought some really nice alcohol and even like uh, i think we had vodka that night as well and a guy ended up buying a piece literally like we ran his credit card and everything he was royally drunk and he came back the next morning and was like my wife told me i can't buy that can i have the money back and so uh, yeah it's not a good idea to get your your potential buyers drunk because it will not
1: not really it doesn't often doesn't end uh, well that's that's true I, i mean it's i really like the ceremony of an opening and i want also to celebrate it and therefore there's always something to doing and it's always of course something good as well but but it uh, it can't be the focus or it, it shouldn't be like 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 the reason people come you know sure so,
0: we 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 used to always hop around to the gallery to gallery to to just get free wine like just free sure. drinks like this is what, there are a lot of people that do that so yeah i mean not investing too much money in the the food and drink at an opening is probably a smart idea i mean you need to have it because people expect it and I but think just it's don't also, buy super nice stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and don't do too much. You know, it's okay if it, at some point at 11 o'clock or whatever, you Cut say now off. the bar is just finished and that's it, you know. And it's totally fine because... Uh, it's it still is about, or it should be about the, the art and not about the. Uh, but know, on
0: a side note, you can have a very good bottle of something like back in the office. That's something for, else. For, of course, you know,
1: of course, we also uh, always have a bottle of champagne or something. Yeah, for, for like a, that. Good so, sale, go, a good sale, a good client, it's, uh, whatever. And it's, and, and it's really nice. Yeah. All
0: right, last question. This is the most intricate question, most elaborate question. You have not listened to the podcast, the whole podcast yet, have yeah. you? Okay, good. So you're fresh to this. It's going to be fun. Part of the podcast is that I'm trying to learn how the art world works, the contemporary visual art world works. So I created a quantifiable outcome. Okay. So if I learn how the art world works well, I will be able to achieve this goal that I have set for myself. And I will be keeping, I will do whatever you're about to tell me to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I will keep everybody involved transparently through the podcast I will keep everybody updated on the progress of this okay what I'm looking for are recommendations for steps on the path to put me in the right position in my career as a visual artist so this is about my artwork okay to have a piece of my work exhibited in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City
1: okay that's a good goal. <laughs>
0: I could also say Tate Modern. I could yeah. say any other major yeah, institution. Yeah, but, I just uh, chose Museum of Modern Art because I grew up with it. That's totally fine. It's so... my mecca. <laughs> so, But it, don't get me wrong. I don't expect like a phone number of a curator or anything like that. I don't think, no, but no, I mean, but it's how mean. do I how do how do you as a visual artist in, in the market these days? And I mean and this is something you have to think about as a gallerist. How can you of position course. your artists to get them to the point where they're having these these magnificent exhibitions in these institutions? So, devoid of me being represented by you, what can I do?
1: I think it's it's really difficult to do a lot by yourself as an artist if you don't have a representation because people take you more seriously if you have a gallery or something or someone else like a manager or whatever whoever to to re- represent you
0: arts manager i've never heard of these people
1: oh there there are a few it, it's 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 something coming up yeah somehow i don't know i'm sort of joking i but like
0: i i've heard of them the the sort of managers that sort of basically manage your career kind of thing and sort of place you in certain places. I mean, I've heard of them, but there's the, there are these random sort of unicorns. I've never actually met any of these people. I've never actually seen any of these people, but I've heard mysteriously about these people.
1: I'm also not sure if it works that well, but okay. it's always something different if you, if you have someone else speaking for you who has kind of an objective well and a credibility, point, you know, and a and credibility and reputation so and so it's uh that's that's one point so to find someone to represent you would be definitely great and uh i think you have to work in in, in small steps so um everyone started I, I don't really know in which uh kind of uh, part of your career you are you know so but um, i don't know either <laughs> but um I guess like there are a lot of uh, smaller institutions, like local ones, which partly also have a really good program and bigger ones know that they have a good program. But it's much easier to get into them, especially if you have a local focus because you, have a resi- you can do a residency there or I don't know, you have some kind of other connection to it. And, uh, and you try to get in those and then if you're in those, you know, you, 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 you collect some of them and then, I don't know. It, it just builds up on that. So that's great um, advice, though. No, it's, it's it's kind of a block building, step by step version. There's no real shortcut other other than you have I don't know, like Gagosian behind your back, and she's he's she's just pushing you, you know. But um,
0: in all of our dreams, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you very much for taking your time away from your booth at the the Berlin Art Fair, and good luck to you in the future. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure.